This episode is sponsored by Pure Pro Massage Products and their Peppermint Pedango Foot Cream. You can gently calm and cool tired feet and legs with Pedango. It's packed with Pure Pro's very own powerful natural activated arnica extract to help reduce tenderness and swelling. Cooling French peppermint couples with invigorating lemongrass and antiseptic tea tree to make this cream perfect for diabetic foot care. Also ideal for easing throbbing varicose veins and low back pain. To get your totally free four ounce pump bottle of peppermint pedango, go to massagebusinessblueprint.com slash feet. Put that four ounce pump bottle in your cart and use coupon code feet at checkout to get your peppermint pedango completely free, including free shipping. Limit one per customer expires March 30th, 2018. Go to massagebusinessblueprint.com slash feet and use coupon code feet in your checkout. everyone, welcome to the Massage Business Blueprint podcast where we discuss the business side and more of everything about running a massage practice. And I am your host, Alyssa Haynes, today. I am here with a very special deep dive guest, Marcy Basil. Hi, Marcy. Hi, Alyssa. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm so excited that you're here today. And we are going to talk with Marcy about working with larger massage clients. But before we jump into that, Let's find out a little bit about Marcy. So let me give you the brief overview. Marcy is a massage therapist in Houston. She grew up in Houston. She trained at the Houston School of Massage. I'm going to say Houston as many times as I possibly can. <laughs> and she is super trained in sports oncology, uh, TMJ massage, spa treatments, a whole bunch of other things. She's a massage instructor as well as a business owner and a, a current practitioner. We love that. And she's also a premium member of Massage Business Blueprint, which is how I met her. So that's pretty awesome. Marcy, I'm not, I don't want to over talk. So I'm going to jump right into our questions that we love to ask of our deep dive guests. I want to hear about you and your career. So how did you get into massage and how long have you been doing this? All right. Well, I've been massaging for just a little bit over six years now. Um, I started actually my work career as a graphic designer, um, worked at Houston newspapers for many, many years, and through that, um, learned a little bit about the massage world through friends that I had that were in the, the business there too, um, segued into working as a manager in a hair salon, where I also learned more about customer service and the service industry. And when that owner was about ready to close the salon, um, she asked me what I wanted to do and that she would help me with any way she could with whatever I wanted my career path to be. And I said, you know, I've always admired my massage therapy friends. Um, I like that they can make their own hours, that they are very in tune to science and pain and helping clients. So let's look into that. And lo and behold, classes started the next week. It was fate. I took my classes, and here I am. How long ago was that? Well, the, about seven years, and then the seven months for school, and then I've been massaging ever since. Dang, I'm loving the theme I have with all of our deep dive guests where someone it was just like, yeah, so I thought about it, and then the classes were starting, so I did it right away and jumped right in. Yeah. And that's pretty awesome. So what's the evolution of your massage career been like? What, what, did you, what have you done from the moment you graduated from massage school? 
You mean other than panic, that that very first moment? <laughs> including uh, all of the panic. Including all of the panic. Uh, the well, very first, what I did was I actually went to work at a local, another hair salon. I went to look, work at a hair salon as their massage therapist. And um, that didn't quite work out the way I hoped it would. So I segued to another hair salon that was uh, much more spa ritual oriented and um, there were two therapists there and that was awesome to learn from the other therapist um and then that one suddenly closed yay um so from right from the get-go i just decided i'm gonna do my own thing i i can't rely on these owners and i can rely on myself and that's how i started my own business um i went and worked with a chiropractor here a very popular and this is important a very popular chiropractor in my neighborhood who allowed me to pass out my business cards so while he was paying me to do the massages i was my own best marketing expert and um, that's how i actually built my clientele in my neighborhood and you just expanded from there word of mouth through the chiropractor's office so have you since like uh left the chiro's office and you have your own freestanding office now Yes. Tell yes. me about that. When did that happen? That happened about three and a half years ago. And um, I haven't looked back since I left. Uh, my clients, they all had my information. They all followed me. Um, and I have just been happy as a clam ever since. So it's tell me about your current office. What's it like there? Is it just you? Do you have other people? How big is it? I want to know the details of your <laughs> office. I actually work out of a massage co-op here in town. There are four therapists within the office um, working out of four rooms, and it's really nice. We have, um, and an, we're in an office complex, so it's easy for our clients to come and go. There's parking. It's it's everything you would want an office to be in an urban area. Um, it's easy access for clients. We have lovely. We each have our own space. We're our own businesses within the the co-op, which is nice. Uh, it just it's it's an ideal situation here. So it's really about sharing an office space yes. versus having your hands in each other's businesses. Exactly. We don't we don't really the only thing we do really for each other is laundry. We help each other out with our laundry. <laughs> That's about it. That's awesome. Uh, we, we all have our own businesses and it, it it's really nice to have people here that you get along with that you want to connect with and bounce ideas off of each other and you know we're here to greet each other's clients if one of us is in session and their clients early we're, there's usually somebody here to to greet them and make them feel welcome it's it's just a really nice situation so we're going to get a ton of questions about this so i just want to i'm going to ask them now because people are constantly asking about different business structures and co-ops so how does the co-op work did the four of you like jointly sign a lease with the building owner is one of you kind of the representative have you created like a separate legal entity tell me about how this co-op works well one of us is in charge she's the one who found all of us um and the co-op she signed the lease with the building and then we sign we sign contracts with her so okay. and then the contracts can be nine months a year or a year and a half depending on you know what situation fits you best and that's so excellent so you're you're cost sharing and there's there's one person who's in charge in charge and accountable to the landlord yes that's yes. brilliant and i found the more i've talked to people the the more i found that that's 
super common. And actually that's, that's what I do. And, okay. um, and I'm like the person in charge who connects with my landlord. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, it seems we're going to have to do a whole podcast on business structures because it seems as though those tend to be the most effective, uh, formats of sharing space. Right. And also like really taking the time to get the right people to combine mm-hmm. to I, share I that think, space. I think that's the most difficult part about it is finding the, the right combination of people. But once you have it, you just want to keep it. You just like, don't like stay in my bubble people. You are my tribe. Stay here. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. That's where I'm at. I finally got the right. I mean, my place is much bigger, but I finally, it took me years to get the right combination of people. We have a lot of people here and I don't want anyone to ever leave me because then it'll throw the balance off. It, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the way the four of us feel. It's like, you're not leaving, are you? We're not going to let you. <laughs> Tell me about the kinds of massage clients that you're seeing nowadays. All right. Well, right now I'm seeing a combination of clients who are um, in the baby boom generation. They are on the you know um, the tail end of their careers, thinking about retirement, wanting to become more functional as far as life goes you know that they sit at a desk all day they've got the head the neck the back problems but they're also wanting to go out and be more active as far as walking and working out and because they're seeing retirement coming up and they want to be more active in their retirement so they're working on that but I also see athletes Um, I see a lot of runners a lot of um, marathoners what else do I see oh triathletes, cyclists. Cycling is really big here in Houston. We have some beautiful cycling trails. Um, and we also have a lot of mountain biking, believe it or not. People go down into the bayous and come back up uh, for, for their mountain biking. So I've, I'm seeing a lot of athletes in that situation. But I'm also starting to see a lot of people from my own neighborhood through word of mouth um, that are actually, um, like we were talking about, the larger people. They they're They're realizing that they can get a massage from somebody like them and not, and not have to worry about anything. Sweet. So what is your, here's our like final super interviewee question before we dive into that topic of working on larger massage clients. Mm-hmm. What is your fantasy job location training? If you win the lottery, what's your plan for your career? What do I want to do? Um, I would actually like to open up a gym for people, everybody can come, but it's going to be more of a gym where you play games, not necessarily, it's not going to be full of gym equipment. It's going to be full of like hula hoops and jump ropes and let's just play games, four square and hopscotch and whatever you want to play. And there's a coffee shop in there. And maybe there is a place to just sit and play board games or read, maybe a little mini library, but also massage. So it's, I, I, I have this grand idea of maybe kind of like a hotel situation for people. When like a playground to. spa. Exactly, a playground spa. And, you know, with my name being Marcy, it could always be Marcy's Playground. Oh, my gosh. Like, I know, I know. It's probably some kind of infringement there. <laughs> but that's, that's my idea. And that's actually where it came from was from the name of that band. So I, cause I started thinking about, it, I totally have a playground. So there you go. 
<laughs> that's, that's, I, I have to say, that's my favorite if I win the lottery question so far. That's my favorite answer. And you know what? And since we're talking fantasy, I'm going to fly you down. Come okay. on down. Play with everybody down here in Houston. You're going to have a great time. And then I can open the first franchise over here in Boston. That'll be great. What? what? Oh, I know. I like how we think. I know. Let's think big. So let's jump into our halftime sponsor break. And I'm so excited to announce, to say, to let everyone know that Pure Pro Massage Products is our sponsor for this episode and specifically their peppermint pedango foot cream which i use at the end of every single massage that i do in my office i love their peppermint pedango foot cream it i love it for a lot of reasons it is calming and cooling for tired legs and feet it is packed with their natural activated arnica extract which helps to reduce tenderness and swelling it's got a little hint of lemongrass in there and some antiseptic tea tree oil it is fantastic for diabetic or swollen legs. It's really good for varicose veins. You can just put a little dab on a varicose vein and it takes away that throb and that heat and that ache. You can also use it on low back and sciatic stuff, but I love Pure Pro's Peppermint Pedango Foot Cream and Marcy, I know that you do. So tell me what you love about it and how you use it. When I first started using it, it was all about the peppermint. I just love that smell and the way it just makes my room smell fresh and clean. But then I started getting feedback from my clients, like, what did you use on my feet? It was, they're fantastic. And here in Houston in the summer, our feet get hot and nasty and stinky and sweaty. And that peppermint is just like an immediate cooling on their feet. And the clients just absolutely go gaga over it. And because Pure Pro is so generous, you can go to massagebusinessblueprint.com feet. That's going to land you right on the four ounce peppermint pedango pump bottle page. Put that $17.95 worth of cream into your cart and use the coupon code FEET at checkout and you will get that four ounce of peppermint pedango completely free, including free shipping. This is a limit of one per customer. It expires March 30th, 2018. So if you're a late listener, I'm sorry. You can get a four ounce bottle of the peppermint pedango foot cream absolutely free at massagebusinessblueprint.com slash feet and use the coupon code feet at checkout. So we're going to get into our topic now and our topic with Marcy, which came up during one of our online conversations is working with larger massage clients. So Marcy, tell me first, what does larger mean in the context of this conversation? All right, in this conversation, larger is going to mean um, either plus size, which could be overweight clients um, of any amount of overweight. It's A lot of it is their own perception of being overweight. So it could be 10 pounds, 20 pounds, 50 pounds, 100 pounds or more. Um, it could also be clients who are just taller, um, bigger. It could be athletes, like pro athletes. Um, you know, here in Houston, we have the oil, the, the Texans, the Rockets, um, the Dynamo players. They're bigger people. Um, we also have a lot of bodybuilding here. Um, a lot of our triathletes are in the Clydesdale category, which is just a bigger set of people. Um, but there's a, to me, those people are a little bit underserved by the current massage climate here um just because i think they they're they're daunting a lot of a lot of therapists um are daunted by these bigger people which i don't think they need to be so what are your tips for working with larger clients 
My main tips for working with larger clients would have to be it's all about the bolstering. It, it's, it's easy to forget that um, a larger client, when they're laying on their stomach, it might not be comfortable for them unless you put a bolster under their shoulders. You might have to use a larger bolster under their ankles. Um, you might have to use a little bit of extra padding to help them be more comfortable with their arms off the table or on the table. Um, you know, women, we have hips, and if you have larger hips, your arms might not fit onto the normal width table. So there's ways to make, um, to create bolstering that makes your tables a little bit wider. And by doing that, it just adds so much comfort for your clients. And then we also forget we can work on them sideline. And that actually helps a lot of clients that might not be able to lay flat on their backs because of breathing issues. So if you can put them in a sideline position, it, it opens up a whole new world for those clients because I can guarantee you nobody has ever tried that with them. Where did you where did you learn how to do the bolstering? Did you kind of figure it out as you go, or do you have a good source for examples and ideas? Well, I actually I, I am a larger person. Um, I'm I'm I am not and I never have been um, in, in the norm. I'm doing the air quotes in the normal weight range. Um, and I just experimented on myself when I was in school. It's like, I'm not comfortable laying face down on a table. What can I do to make myself more comfortable? And when I started figuring out very simple things on what to do, just lifting my shoulders up, raising the headrest up, just very, very small, slight things. And then I, when I got out of school, I started using them on my clients and experimenting with them. And the comments and the feedback from, from my clients have really uh, – enforce the fact that this is something that people need to know about. And I think it's always, I know bolstering I've struggled with because I don't want to be interrupting a treatment to check in with a client about if their shoulders are comfortable or, and you know, like, especially when I was early on in my career, I, I felt nervous and weird saying things like, is your chest comfortable? Like on a larger bosomed woman, Right. I don't have larger bosoms, so I don't, I don't know what that feels like. And I always felt really weird and uncomfortable being like, uh, is your chest comfortable? Do we, should, mm -hmm. I can do some propping under the shoulder? And of course now, like 13 years in, it doesn't bother me to say that at all. But I know that earlier on in my career, I was so nervous about asking people certain things and even like shifting their body around a little bit. And mm -hmm. what I learned, and I learned all of my, my bolstering in Tracy Walton's oncology massage class where she teaches mm -hmm. just uber bolstering. And what I learned was getting somebody more comfortable is never an inconvenience to them. Absolutely. Our clients are all typically really receptive to any effort we make to make them more comfortable. And seven minutes of massage in a really, really comfortable position is better than 15 minutes of massage with a tweak in their shoulder or feeling like they're squishing their chest. Absolutely. Um, and, and clients don't realize they can be more comfortable. Yeah, especially if they're not in their normal day-to-day -day activities and their normal day-to-day -day positions. Like, they don't know until we tell them, hey, we can make it so that your arm doesn't fall off the table. Exactly, exactly. And, the, and once you show them that, I, I guarantee you that client is never going to leave you. And they will, they will tell their friends and their friends and their friends. Because it's, it's such a treat for them to find someone who knows – how to 
make them more comfortable. And that's really what it all comes down to. And even someone who's willing to try and feel awkward mm-hmm. and just try a bunch of things until they are comfortable and to be super patient about that. That's always exactly. nice. What yeah. else you got? Well, I, I will say that while I'm, I'm an instructor also, and in my classes, when we're talking about bolstering and making clients more comfortable, I always try to instill in them to not be afraid, exactly what you're talking about, not being afraid to make your client more comfortable and, and not to be the kind, I don't want to say the kind of person who, okay, this is, we're going to have to just say it, man. Just say it. <laughs> I'm trying to like think of the right words. Um, okay. Let me start over. I try to instill in my students the fact that creating a comfortable environment for your client is exactly where we want to go. That's exactly where you want to be. Because if it's not a comfortable environment for your client, they're not going to enjoy their massage. And in, in, in comfort for your client also comes with making sure that your chairs in the office are comfortable for all clients. So you might want to have some chairs that don't have arms on them. Um, even if it's just a, a chair for the a regular table, make sure you have a chair or two that doesn't have arms on them because that way their hips aren't going to be tight into a chair. Um, for your taller clients, you want to make sure that they they are comfortable on the table. Yes, they might be too long for the table, but just make sure that your draping is long enough to go over their feet because their feet are going to get cold. You want to make sure that that's comfortable for them. You want to make sure that um, women that have breast augmentation, think about them too. It's uncomfortable to lay face down when you have breast augmentation. So if you can do that extra bolstering like you do for your plus size ladies, um, make it happen. It's so easy and you don't have to buy anything extra. You've got things there. You have towels, you have sheets, you have little bolsters, you have that you can use the headrest as a bolster if you have to. There are so many ways you can make your clients comfortable that don't cost you any extra money. So you should absolutely do it and experiment with it. I mean, that's how you learn. So here's a, when I was pretty early on in my career, I started working with one of the local NFL players and I didn't know before he came in that he was an NFL player. His wife had made the appointment and in walks this, you know, giant dude. And I had like massage table sheets on my massage table and those things are small man so they were wide enough because he was really just a tall hulky dude he wasn't like wide and he got on my table and like there was no way that the sheet was gonna like cover from his feet up to his armpits and I ended up you know, I had him hold the top of the sheet and I pulled the, the blanket that was over it down long enough to cover his feet. But I was just like mortified. I was so like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. My sheets aren't tall enough for you. And he thought it was hilarious because, you know, when you're six five, six six, this is, he experiences this every day. And it was not in any way offensive. And that was when I got my first set of twin extra long sheets like dorm size sheets. And I don't get anything but those now, but also like just figuring out that, getting a bigger, a giant a three-quarter round bolster. One, if you put that under your knees, that reduces their length so his feet's not falling off the table. And right. 
And also getting that under the ankles, you need a giant bolster when you're dealing with people who have giant feet mm -hmm. because then your toes don't jam into the massage table. And since I got that giant bolster and just started using it on everybody, like even clients with regular feet were like, oh, this is great. My toes don't jam into the table. No, they didn't tell me when their toes did jam into the table. So I didn't know. But having that, that big three-quarter round, I don't know, nine or 12-inch bolster, I don't know what it is. I was like crazy, but it's just, it's a kind of a thing you don't always know until someone taller or larger gets on your table. But here people, now you know it. Pro tip. <laughs> exactly. And clients, they don't know that they're allowed to tell you. Yeah. They don't know. They don't know. I mean, it's, you just know what you know, right? So you don't know that, oh my gosh, my toes are being jammed, but they're always jammed. So maybe that's the way it's supposed to be. They, right? don't, they don't know to speak up, but when you have, and, and I appreciate that when clients do speak up, when they say, Hey, I'm a little bit uncomfortable here. Can we fix it? Cause that's how I learn. And then I start thinking, Oh wait, is, does that mean everybody has been uncomfortable with the situation? Hmm. You know, it's, I just, and I tell my clients speak up. If there's something that I can do to make you more comfortable, let's do it. And I think we do that and we always, you know, we encourage our clients to speak up and then I think we, ex it's, it's wise to expect that they will not, which mm -hmm. is why we need to be proactive. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what else? Any more tips for working with uh, larger clients? I will say, um, and it, you would think this would be something that everybody would have, but have a, some sets of sheets that are full size or maybe even queen size just to give, because some of our clients, they're not long, but they are wide. So you wanna make sure that you have enough sheet to make them comfortable, especially when they're turning. Yes. Um, it, it's not gonna be any extra for you to work with as far as draping, but just make sure that they're comfortable in that turning situation, because they, chances are they have been slightly exposed at some point in with regular sheets when it comes to turning. Because, I mean, I have trouble turning and I know how to turn and I have trouble with it. And I always feel, oh, how am I going to do this with these little bitty sheets? So I always appreciate it when a client has, when a therapist has a bigger sheet that they can use for me. That um, large top sheet is large magical. Sheet, it, it, it is. It really is. And you think, I mean, some therapists, I don't want all the extra that I have to deal with with bolstering. And yeah, it's not about, about you. <laughs> Yeah, it's not about you. Exactly. You have to think it's not about you. It's about the client. And how much extra is there? Really? Come on. It's not it's that not big a deal. It's a sheet. It's thin enough where you can fold it back a little and be just fine. Exactly. And, and one thing, when it does come to draping, drape them with the respect that you would drape anybody. Um, if they want their glutes worked, work on their glutes. You, you, there might be a little bit more adipose to work through, but that's okay. You know, the, ask them about pressure. The pressure, you might be surprised by how little pressure they really need to feel those muscles being worked. Um, you would think, uh, oh, I got to push through, uh, you know, layers and layers of adipose. No, not really. I mean, everybody has their own comfort level when it comes to pressure, just like anybody of any size would. Just be aware of that. Now, I'm going to surprise you with kind of an on-the-fly question, but I, I think you're probably prepared for it. What about tips for helping to, it's like, say you want working with, with larger or overweight clients to be your niche. Mm -hmm. What do you have as some tips for how to cultivate that particular clientele? And I know this is something that you're starting to do as well. Mm -hmm. So it's why I'm hitting you with this on the fly question. Mm -hmm. So even if you can just tell me what you thought about for your own 
business? Well, one thing that I find works great for me personally, um, but remember I am, I am part of the group that I am niching, um, is to just, when you have a larger size client on your table that you're working with, um, just hand them your business card and say, I would really love it if you would recommend me to your friends. And they, they're happy to because they'll say, oh, you know what? You understand this is great. I've got a, you know, X number of friends that are afraid to get a massage. Just don't be afraid to put yourself out there as someone who is willing to work with this part of the population. Um, also, I'm, I'm beginning to partner with groups here in town, with some of the doctors here in town that have wellness programs. A lot of those wellness programs include weight management, um, and I'm trying to work with them as a referral partner for working with, let's bring them in and get them massages so that they're more comfortable with their bodies, which is going to help them on their wellness programs. And I'm also talking to gyms in the area that I feel would be a good fit with what I do as far as the way I work with clients. I mean, I'm, CrossFitters are probably not going to be my niche group to look at, but yoga instructors and Pilates instructors, they seem to work really well with the type of clients and the type of massages that I do. And I say, get, get vocal about it. Get vocal about it on your website. Get vocal about it on your social media. Yep, if absolutely. you want to work with overweight clients specifically, I know we're kind of talking about larger in general, but specifically if you want to cultivate a clientele of, of people who are overweight or morbidly obese or any of these terms that we want to use, yeah. make, it, make it really obvious. So on your website, have, have blog posts like um, about positioning, about the weight range that your table can accommodate. Have mm -hmm. a blog post that's, you know, have a series of frequently asked questions related to the overweight population. Yep. Can overweight people get a massage? Can, how, how do I, if, so you can't lay face down, here's how I can position you for a massage. Mm -hmm. And use realistic photos, images on your website of people of varying sizes uh, getting massage and being active in any way. Really be mindful of the body positive movement, be mindful of myths about overweight. You know, not all people who are overweight are unhealthy. I am, Absolutely. I, and that's Absolutely. a really big thing to learn. Well, and as you know, um, through our conversations, I'm also a personal trainer. So as a personal trainer, I can also work with my clients because they have questions too about what kind of workouts can I do? What kind of um, health or healthy things that I do? What should I, are there nutrition programs I should follow? They have all of these questions. And as a personal trainer, I have an extra level of education that I can actually give them some information or point them in the proper direction of yeah, what that might be able to help them out. And if as a massage therapist, someone doesn't have that level of expertise, connect with someone in your, in your community uh, who does absolutely. and create that real collaborative relationship, create some programs, create some cross blog posts and cross email marketing to, mm -hmm. to really emphasize that you are knowledgeable and welcoming to this particular community. Cause that's our, it's a really big deal. I think, um, I, I think next, 
I think the overweight population is so dramatically underserved in healthcare in general and also in massage for a variety of reasons. And that's part of why I was so excited to hear from you, Marcy, that this is going to be your niche and also that you came to do this podcast with us. Do you have any final thoughts, any other random tips or bits that you want people to know about working with larger clients? I just want you to remember that they are people that have feelings that have been through a lot in their lives. And the one thing that they need when they walk into a massage situation is someone who embraces them for just who they are. That's not going to um, do the eye roll like, oh no, look at this person. Just be the massage therapist that you know you are and that you can be and embrace them and welcome them and do the absolute most fantastic massage on them that you can do. And you will, you will benefit from it. You will experience joy. And I can guarantee you they're going to get off your table and they are going to be the happiest they have been in a very long time. Oh. That's a nice way to leave off. Thank you so much, Marcy Basil, for being our guest today. I think that this was a really great episode, so thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for having me. And everyone, you can uh, learn more about Marcy, and I'll have some links to some stuff we mentioned, and to Pure Pro, our generous sponsor, and their Peppermint Pedango Foot Cream in the show notes. You can go to massagebusinessblueprint.com and click on the little podcast button and find our little podcast episode with Marcy, or you can click the notes in whatever uh, podcasting app you're using right now to listen to this. If you're interested, you can go to massagebusinessblueprint.com as well to check our, out our free resources as well as our premium member community of which Marcy is a part and we're so grateful to have her. And that's it. Thanks everyone so much for listening. We appreciate you and we'll hear you soon at our next podcast. Bye.